Well, welcome to this week's Standing in the Rubble interview. Um, you've got me this week instead of Adam, and I am so delighted to welcome my good friend, um, the amazing worship leader, anointed man that is Jamie Pritchard, who is a worship pastor at the Lantern in Poole. And uh, we've got to know each other over the last year, I think, in, uh, as part yeah. of a course that we've both been on together. Jamie is an amazing worship leader, um, a really wise guy and a fantastic songwriter. And I would thoroughly recommend you check him out on Spotify and other platforms <laughs> because his songs are great. So, Jamie, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. I'm really excited to be with you guys, the Oval Community Church, and been, been down a couple of times and love everything about you guys and yeah I'm really excited for this discussion today. So some of you will recognize Jamie from when Claire and I uh, suddenly found ourselves with baby number two and I was unable to be around for prayer fest and Jamie came over to uh, step in and lead one evening which was fantastic. So yeah he is already connected with us as a church and we love Jamie. So Jamie I just wanted to start with how has lockdown been for you? Well I think lockdown for me has been I guess like a lot of people there's been some ups and there's been some downs and um i think at the start of lockdown it was almost like this kind of almost slightly exciting like we're, we're doing things a bit differently now we're you know um had a lot more a lot more time freed up and that was quite an exciting thing and then i guess as it's gone on you know really missing the uh, like just community elements and and meeting with others um but overall, I think it's been almost a time of like pausing and reflecting on and and being able to seek God and hear his voice over things that, you know, he's saying to the church and he's saying to myself. And so there's been ups, there's been downs, but it's been it's been an interesting time if if <laughs> if for anything else. So, um, yeah. And in your role, um, I mean, similar role to mine a lot of that focuses around gatherings and yeah. like the, the church service on a Sunday morning. Um, mm. I mean, we, we ended up staying live here and, and kind of doing um, church from different people's living rooms. How did you do that? And how did you navigate that as a church? Yeah. So we, um, we did, well, we've been doing and still doing pre-recorded services throughout the week that myself and my wife, Beth, who kind of oversees creative stuff here, of kind of been pulling together and it's been really interesting and cool to see how you know god can work outside of time um and we've been kind of incorporating a, like a live chat with that so that people can get the fellowship aspect hopefully of meeting together and being able to talk and pray for one another and stuff like that so it's been a real learning curve for us um learning how to use video editing software and all of that kind of stuff but um we've we've been doing that kind of pre-recorded um with elements from different people and kind of pulling that together yeah yes it's a very different season for those of us involved in the gathering of church isn't it mm, absolutely so, yeah so during this summer series we're looking at the the spiritual disciplines um formations things that help us mm. grow deeper with god and and the main reason for having you here is because of uh, you as a worship leader and your experience in worship and passion for worship. Um, so I guess if we just think about the spiritual, dis uh, spiritual discipline of worship, what would you say that is? Yeah, it's a great question. And when, when um, you asked me to come and 
talk about this i sort of looked up in the dictionary i was like okay what what is a discipline what what is the definition of a discipline and in this context it it came up with this to train oneself to do something in a controlled and habitual way so it's train oneself to do something in a controlled and habitual way and um there's there's a great quote from eugene peterson about worship that um joe's probably heard it's said a lot on our kind of worship pastor coaching track and it says i'm looking over there because i've actually got it on the wall and it says worship is the strategy by which we interrupt our preoccupation with ourselves and attend to the presence of god so it's this idea that worship is like taking our eyes off ourselves and what's going on in our lives and how we may be feeling and all the things we come into a time of worship with and lifting them on to god and as I was kind of thinking about that, I guess it's a discipline because that doesn't just naturally happen, does it? It's like, it's not something that we, we just, we will just happen if we don't choose for it to happen. And so, you know, I was thinking that it, it's, a, it's a discipline because actually sometimes even we, we perhaps don't want to do that. We perhaps think, oh, I, I'd, I'd just, rather, just rather not think about that right now. But actually the discipline of, of lifting our eyes off of ourselves and onto God, I think is something that is key for not just for a Sunday morning when we come to church, but is key throughout our lives because he is the one who is good and true and never changes. And so when so much, especially in this season, when so much is wavering and changing in front of us, to lift our eyes off of that and onto him, I think is so important for our, our mental health, our, and our, our spiritual walk as well, to, to focus our mind on what is good and true and unchanging, and that's God. So I guess those are some of my sort of thoughts around the discipline of worship, I guess, particularly at the moment. I'm grinning because I quoted the same thing to Adam when I had the conversation <laughs> with him. <laughs> Clearly we've both been listening, so I think, you know, Neil's going to be very impressed. <laughs> So I, I think, um, I mean, one of my personal reflections in, in this season is like, um, obviously, we don't have the, the benefit of coming and gathering together as a whole. And um, personally, I find it way easier standing in a room full of, you know, 50, yeah. 100, couple of hundred people um, when we've all chosen to, to dedicate that moment to God. Mm. And, and there's a there's an element of we're doing this corporately together and yeah. um, this is something that, you know, we're here right now. And, um, and, and that, that is definitely something that I personally am missing during this. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that the pre-recorded worship's good. I know that people are, are able to then encounter God in their, in their living rooms, I guess thinking less so about our, our reflection on the corporate, but more about like a personal worship line. Mm. How do you how do you maintain a, a personal worship life, and how have you done that through these last months? Yeah, well, I think I think you're you're totally right, and I think there's an element of worship that always is supposed to be corporate in in that sense. And I love in Colossians where it says, "Teach and counsel one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs." And it's like there's this element of as we worship, we're encouraging each other, we're teaching and counselling one another. And actually, I think in this season, that side of worship has been kind of a challenge, but it has, like you said, taken us to this place where actually we really need to have just an on fire walk personally with God. We can't, we haven't got anything like that to rely on um, where we're corporately gathering. And I think 
for me, it's kind of looked like, I mean, you know, you've got all the practical things of maybe, you know, putting worship on with no other worship music on with no other agenda other than worshiping God, being with him, dwelling with him. Um, I think carving out time to do that has been really important for me in this, in this season, because um, even though maybe things, uh, maybe you're furloughed or whatever it may be, and it seems like there's more time, we always seem to manage to fill that with other things. And um, it's so easy to jump onto the next job. But I've found starting, starting every day in a place of um, worship in that I'm trying to attend to God's presence and um, lift my eyes off myself and onto him. I found that really important at the start of each day. And also just trying to, um, like, we've, we've done little, we've tried it in different ways with little practical things of maybe setting an alarm each hour and just having that on, on my watch or something and just having that as a, almost a trigger to be like, okay, let's, let's just f- fix my eyes on God for a moment here and see what he's saying, see what, um, what things he's doing at the moment. And I, I, for me, those kind of practical things really, really help me. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's really kind of um, highlighted that need for a personal worship life with God in lockdown. And so I think, you know, that all the elements of the spiritual disciplines, you know, prayer and reading the word, they, they've all, and that's, that's all kind of under the umbrella bracket of our life of worship. And so I think the spiritual disciplines, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing a series on it because I think for me, the spiritual disciplines are something that has been so, um, so important, especially in this season and kind of, keeping a worship life going yeah i'd love to say my routine has been as disciplined as yours but we've been juggling small children through (laughs) (laughs) so i guess okay thinking then about um we've now got used to doing church in our pajamas or or church you know at home watching it um i think there's definitely some weeks when i find i'm really ready and i'm i'm praising in my living room and there's other weeks where it's it's definitely more of a spectator feeling for me um it's a bit of vulnerability there um how do you think covid and this whole situation everything we've been facing for these last months is going to change um church and and the way that we worship yeah well i can definitely relate to to what you're saying there about about kind of those times where you're watching church back and especially when you've been involved it's so easy to kind of pick pieces apart but actually I've I've found it a real struggle to engage like you say but I I I think that there's there's this sense that I'm that I'm getting that um that almost the unshakable things are going to remain and and that everything that can be shaken off will be shaken off and for me, I've, I've really been enjoying and finding hope and peace and kind of the fullness of life that God promises us through worship in songs where Jesus is the focus. And don't, don't get me wrong, I love songs that sing about our identity. Like, I, I, I adore songs like that. But particularly in this season, I've really found that um, songs where 
we're just lifting our eyes again, as I say, like lifting our eyes onto Jesus. Some of the old songs that we've done for years, In Christ Alone My Hope Is Found, all those kind of those kind of songs where we're just lifting our eyes off of our circumstances and onto Jesus. I've found that so helpful. And I wonder if perhaps that is something that God's doing um, in this kind of next season is just bringing us back to a focus on jesus to the to just the simple gospel of jesus dying for us on the cross and us finding our life in that place and i think i think that songs that that are kind of that kind of mold i've really found massively helpful throughout throughout lockdown yeah and how do you see um i guess the return to physical church Mm. What, what are you guys doing in pool well, we um, we have started recording. Um, so it was for for the last few months. It's been me and my wife in our spare room with with an acoustic guitar, um, quite stripped back, and then pulling people in um, to kind of add to that. But we we've started recording a a, a live worship band in church, um, pre-recording that, and I think that will be the way we're we're doing for a little while. Um, I think we're possibly looking at, you know, moving to some kind of live streaming thing where we can maybe invite people that would struggle to log in with technology to a service perhaps, or where we can almost have a bit of a rotation of having a few people there, but being able to stream it out. But it's all, um, yeah, there's no sort of hard and fast plans put in as yet. There's a lot of uncertainty, isn't there? And a lot of, and I think the, the part that personally, you know, we i'm reflecting on is the the guidelines about not corporately singing and and that's yeah. obviously such a significant part of of what we do but also a significant part of, of what we do when we gather and um and i think it'll be really interesting to see how church um evolves and how we mm. do the gathering together i know for us we're going to maintain live streaming long term and mm. that's that's just what we're going to do now forever so I, I imagine that that will be something that we you know we'll continue to meet people online in that way um mm. but yeah i think it's it's changed everything in the way that we gather and, and at the moment i've struggled yeah. to i struggle to imagine and see a time where we will gather like we used to and gather how, mm. how you know what we know as church yeah uh, yeah and and that's quite a an interesting place to be isn't it yeah i guess and i guess being vulnerable there's a that's quite almost a daunting thing as well to think actually is is it going to happen again like it used to like are we going to get together together and lift our voices together and um do all those things that we're we're used to but yeah um i think i'm excited to see what what god brings about out of it you know how he can turn it for good um but like you say at the moment it's we're in this kind of in-between state of you know how how is this going to look we've got no idea you know um we we've had we did a a prayer night the other night and i led a bit of worship but i was the only one that could sing and so that feels you know quite strange but almost I've, i've kind of noticed um that it's almost like in the psalms where you have a chunk of a chunk of text and then it will say like seller you know where in the little or in some bibles it will say interlude and that kind of word was 
it means a musical interlude, but it almost it also means a, a pause to weigh what you've just sung and um, reflect on the words you've just sung. And I'm finding that that we've done that a couple of times in life group or like gathering to pray with people that we've had some a time of worship where only one person can sing, and it's almost like people are there's there's such like people are really fixing themselves on what they're singing so much more and it's almost becoming a bit of a deeper revelation of what it is they're actually singing and so that i think that's some of the ways that we're starting to see god turn turn a situation where we can't sing together for good but i'm excited to see what else happens and are there any like verses or passages that have been particularly standing out to you right now either on worship or actually just in in your own journey yeah well, yeah, I, um, I've been thinking quite a lot about uh, thankfulness over lockdown. Um, and I, I spoke to someone who kind of is a bit of an expert in, in kind of, uh, I guess, psychology, but from a Christian perspective. And she was saying that a, uh, a thankful thought, a 15 to 20 second thankful thought can kind of change your physiology and change the way you think and renew your mind. And I've, I've been thinking about that link of, thankfulness and worship and how like I've got a couple of psalms here that I've really um that it's really stuck out to me from so like psalm 100 verses 4 to 5 says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations and I was I was really struck by during new wine breaks out the morning sessions in the arena i think were labeled um some it was a uh i forget the first part but it was in an age of anxiety and i kind of think i I see that a lot and you know i noticed that in myself that's something that i i find quite easy to fall into being anxious about things and um I was kind of thinking of this link between thankfulness and worship and, you know, in Philippians four, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation with prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I've just noticed how, when we look at the Psalms throughout the Psalms, this thankfulness and praise seem to be like together as one thing. And, um, I've just been thinking about how the the practice of thankfulness is core to core to worship and actually how as we do that as we as we choose to be thankful for what's given God's given us and um focus on that it's almost like that peace that transcends all understanding comes and so I think in in lockdown when I think anxiety is probably fairly high I don't know about that for your community but i can certainly relate to that in my life and in our community here it seems that actually um worship and thankfulness is is a real antidote to that and i've just been kind of thinking about that and trying to trying to practice that and we've been doing this series um john mark coma um uh, off his book uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry and um he says gratitude ferments worship it's a very cool way of saying it um (laughs) but but that's kind of what i've been thinking about how actually just being thankful for what we've given like kind of it it does exactly that it ferments worship it it um it almost lets worship bubble up and rise up in us and that that is not only 
not only because God's worthy of it, that we, sh- we should do it, because that I think that's kind of the primary reason for worship. God is worthy of it. But actually, I just find it amazing that in, in us giving him worship because he's worthy, there's like a transaction and, and, and it kind of, he, he brings about that peace. And so I think that's kind of some of the things that I've been thinking about in, anxiety, in, in lockdown, about anxiety and worship and thankfulness and how that all kind of links together. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. We we've been we were pairing worship with gratitude for this one. And um I think you're so right. And in how we come into God's presence and how we do that, but even just the act of practicing gratitude shifts and transforms mm. the way we think. So so just then as a as a finishing point, if somebody is sat there, they're reading they're seeing this or hearing this and going, um, actually I, I feel like I need to make a change there, or actually um going maybe they're suffering with anxiety right now and actually yeah. a shift to, to gratitude would be a really healthy and helpful thing to start practicing. Um, have you got any practical tips on, on something that you do or how people could give that a go? Um, yeah. During this time. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think the, um, thanking, just taking, taking the time to thank God for, for the, for the blessings in our lives. And I think when, even when I've, felt like oh nothing's going right if i really if i sit down and go okay i'm gonna think i'm gonna i'm gonna think through my life and think of what i can be thankful for what can i say thank you to god for i find it's almost like a snowball effect so i would encourage people just to just to kind of take the time to think of something that they can give god praise for that they can say you know thank you god for this in my life i'm so grateful to you for it and as i find that as you start it snowballs and so I would just encourage people just to just to start, just to start thanking God, whether it's the fact that there's petrol in the car. Thank God that there's petrol in the car, whether that whether you know, it could be a tiny thing or it could be a massive thing. But just start somewhere. Um, and I think allow the spirit of God to kind of work in you and that will start to snowball. Mate, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your thoughts and for your inspiration. And um, yeah, really really helpful thoughts there particularly there about how we can practice gratitude and and those um yeah and that that rhythm in our own lives so thank you so much see you soon pleasure thanks for having me